So that's why this is going to be a, mul- a multi-episode arc on hacking demystified. And yeah, it is Friday. My um, guests today are Bad Code dot 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 horse at Tech Brandon on Twitter, and somebody not from Trimark, but might as well be of Trimark. The lovely, the vivacious, the absolutely famous investigator chick. How are you? Oh, you're sleeping? Are you just going to be muted for the whole time? Thanks. Ah, there you are. Yes, I'm, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> um, I would like to go to sleep literally right now. Uh, thank you all for joining us for another edition of... Oh my gosh, you're not going to make me... Ugh. <laughs> um... Our host, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot to take my Adderall today. Um, so energetic. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we we, we we have a whole bunch of stuff we want to talk about over the coming weeks. We're gonna try to pull these things off for you know maybe every every week, if not you know at least a good portion of them. And last week, if you joined us, we had live from Shmoo. Um, that's still being edited, but we caught up with. Uh, uh, Bill Pollock from No Starts Press, uh, Tyler Robinson, who is also one of us, Whitney Merrill, uh, Thomas Hutchinson, and um, so after that was done, and that was actually less accident prone than this one was, which is odd. Uh, I got a message from Dev, who's one of our offensive developer, ninja wizard people. I don't really know what he does, um, and he had a great topic: hacking demystified. I spent so many years. Now, my my personal Bible is the movie Swordfish. Swordfish is what got me super interested in hacking. And I said, do we all get to dance around and drink wine while we compile code? Because if that's the case, I'm in. And uh, he was just looking to see if he had a job interview the way he got his. That's all. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. that's all of us. This is the corporate stream, Dev. We don't talk about certain scenes in that movie. Um, although, <laughs> uh, so that was kind of one of, I mean, I knew, I kind of knew that it was predominantly, you know, Hollywood stuff, right? Like, it doesn't really look like that. But then, even going back to hackers, I wondered, like, do all UIs look this fancy? <laughs> like, when, you know, when you're surfing for the Gibson to, like, how do you get that picture on your computer? Like, is that a thing? Like, how do the hackers do that? And it's not that at all. Um, so I came, it, it was a lot harder and a lot simpler than I imagined it ever being. Because again, what do you, what anything, what do you judge anything off of uh, Hollywood? You're going to have a bad time. Um, this is, I was trying to get something unscrewed today. I was using my lockpick. So now it's going to be my fidget toy for the rest of the time. Um, Dev, what do you find? So, so Dev is our resident badass. He's our he's our resident degenerate. What do you find as you talk to people coming up, like what they thought hack hacking would be versus like really what it is? Yeah, I mean, so I got a, actually a couple of family members who are looking to get into it, and the first question they asked me is like, "So, do I have to get my master's and my PhD and <laughs> all this other stuff?" And I'm like, "No, that's not what this is at all." And then like, oh, but then how do you figure out how to get these exploits in these zero days? Are you spending t- like countless amount of time 
putting it in hex dumps and analyzing it and looking at like no that's not how all this stuff works my friend like and it's just like these this i don't know this drawn out where they're showing mr robot and him going at it these looking at assembly language and breaking out code and doing all these crazy things and i'm like yes there's a small market of hackers who do that but that is like state-sponsored apt you're very targeted to a very to a corporation and you're really honing in on their technology so you know just trying to have people just understand like when like when i was doing hacking the first thing i did it was like you know i just took it really simple i went look at the application understand the the behind the scenes of what's going on right and really so started breaking down like okay it's making these api calls it's making these connections how what is when it's making these connections what is it doing and it's you know breaking down little by little to mim mimic the behavior of the application to then better understand it and from there that's when you get into more of the like okay i can start platform abusing there so i can start doing all these for other fun stuff and, um, with and already and, already in that little explanation we've already went several layers deep I don't think I knew what an API was for like years or really understood what it was until I worked for like a product company and somebody in, in the road mapping meeting was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. We got API. I was like, funny. You mentioned that. What the hell is it? Um, so, you know, already we're going several layers deep about what that really, what that really is. I mean, we, we've talked about so much about like, these big breaches, right? Like how, how many of them are just kids that like happen across, you know, uh, they make a phone call to, to somebody and like, just get a pat. I mean, that's also hacking, right? Like there's a bunch of different layers to this. It's not just behind a terminal all the time. Like I'll go, I'll I'll go walk to, into an office and look underneath the keyboard and see a password right there. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Right. That's literally part of one of the challenges that we have because that's what happens. Uh, investigator chick, how do you define hacking? So I like to focus on the fact that hacking involves understanding something in, in its actuality, right? So as opposed to like how something is supposed to work, it's how something really does work. And, um, I really think that's, that's sort of key because you can hack anything. I, I like to joke i hacked part of my childhood um you know i was doing social engineering i i got accepted to uh, a school and i didn't like the dorm they were gonna put me in and i called and pretended i was my mother and got that change so you know <laughs> there's all these different levels of hacking somebody can do um, but i think at the at the end of the day right with the social engineering experience it's about understanding how people work and if you understand how they work you can get them to do what you want and if it's if it's technical stuff then again it's it's understanding the technology whether it's something as as you know deep if you want as an apt or just you know the password and the keyboard like you said um, so that's that's really kind of how I I tend to look at it. I was I was I was thinking about this today when it, when um, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. I was in the gym when I was thinking about this uh, about um, how like you can teach. There's part of hacking that you can teach anybody, but there's a very specific part that you can't really 
teach people. Like, maybe it's just not evolved in them enough. I know it wasn't for me. Like, I definitely, and what I'm talking about is curiosity, right? Like, I think people run before they can walk, right? They they see all these things. They're, like, looking for, uh, you know, how does this thing do this? Is there a block of code? Is there something on, you know, developer forums uh, that can I just copy and paste and, and do this thing? Just because they... They, they want to get to the end result right away to just do it. Like, I want to hack my ex-boyfriend's Facebook thing or my ex-girlfriend's Facebook. But they don't, what they don't understand is like what you'll never teach those people or they'll never be able to learn is that innate curiosity, right? At a certain point, I started looking and Brandon, I don't know if this was like this for you. This is how I segue casually to make sure everybody gets to say in the conversation. Did you see how I did that? Streaming demystified. Um, it was... Now, wherever I am, I am looking everywhere. Like if I'm in a new office, so like a doctor's office, right? If I'm in a new wherever and I see a blinky light or I see a thing in a ceiling that like looks like it might be a camera or I see just a piece of tech and I'm like, gee, I wonder, I, my first thing is I don't wonder how to break it. I wonder how it works first. Right. I don't yeah. automatically jump from that A to Z thinking. I don't know how your brain works, Brandon. Yeah, it's like so to take a just a step back from even what you had said, the the curiosity for me has always been um like I don't think I knew I was a hacker until just earlier this year, really. Um and it's like it's like it's you woke up and it all of a sudden made sense for me that it's like, oh, all that curiosity curiosity that I had in like trying to figure out how to do magic tricks or like how do magic tricks work? Or like um, when I was on more of the infrastructure side of things, it was, uh, you know, people would tell you, Oh yeah, check this box or click this, click that. But it's, it's okay. Well, why? Like, what does that do? And like digging into that, it's just, that's how my brain works. Um, and then it wasn't until um, charm last year, it was my first con was my first infosec conference uh in-person conference also the first time i got to meet some of the other tremark uh fellers and um watching them interact and looking at like a door that's propped open and like <laughs> thinking about like oh like what is where does this fire escape go and like all of these other like curiosity things it's really completely changed the way that I think about stuff, um, you know, you kind of joke where like a police officer or like somebody who's always like suspicious or whatever, they're always looking for an out. Right. So as soon as you enter a room, you're always looking at the exits. You're looking at like, how do I get out of this place in, in some sort of an emergency or like, you know, where are the places that people could come in out and all this stuff. And so it's like the same thing, like you talked about, like the blinking light or it's like, Hey, they're, uh, that's running Windows 7 or like in the doctor's office. Like I even remember um, like thinking back the times before I was like this hacker, um, I say hacker, um, like when my wife was getting a sonogram, it, it's like, oh, or ultrasound, I guess. Or, uh, um, you're like, oh, it's it, what's like, what's the software that it's running and how does that work? And like, hey, you just logged in as a generic user account. Like when you're like logging into this, this stuff and so you think about just all of what that means like you had said it's um since we're on the ethical side at least you know yeah. the five of us <laughs> that's uh, that's news to dev and jake they're like when I, I don't remember that in the trimark uh, uh employee manual although it probably is very much a black and white 
it, it just says don't get caught. Don't get caught. <laughs> when you go back into the doctor's office later that night and you sneak up the fire escape and you boot up the computer, right? It's it's not about that. It's not about how do you how do I do something with this? It's more like <clears throat> how does it work? Or like how could someone yeah do something with this? So. Yeah, I mean, those are great points that Brian brought up. I mean, and that's why we try to do like CTFs, right? And I try to push people to do more challenges is to develop that mindset of thinking, what does this piece mean? What is this part of the puzzle? And how did it lead to the next stage? Or what can it be uh, mean enough? And my defense, if they didn't want us to touch the USB port, they probably shouldn't have exposed it. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. Although if they I didn't want something plugged into it, it was... uh, yeah, that'd be good. yeah. Never mind. I was, I'm gonna make a joke. Sorry. <laughs> no, I had a joke at the top of my head, and I was like, I forgot this isn't my stream, so I'm gonna save that for later. Um, uh, uh, Jake, talk about something. I had I had a segue question for you, and as soon as I said the word Jake, it went away. You seem like you have something to say, so whatever you're thinking about. I, I, I was going to mention, um, I think we, we were on a stream a couple weeks back, and we were talking about what separates you know, an IT person from a security person, and it is just that, that curiosity. And like, if you are being curious, you're hacking. Like, Yeah, you're just trying to figure out. <laughs> I remember now going into, what's that? I said, well, now I'm curious. Right? I wasn't trying to throw Jake off. I thought he was going to ignore it and keep going, but it's really easy to throw him off. It is really easy to throw me off. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, but um, the thing that made me feel like I was starting to understand the hacking mindset was going out into um, actually an Airbnb. And I spent, I don't know how long, walking around and checking for cameras. So I was like, "That's this is... This this could be weird, you know. It's my first time in an Airbnb, and yeah, right. Because well, because you have to figure out where you could put your own first. Well, yeah, exactly. That's where's the best location for this? Yeah, I was, I was just trying to break into the closet, like the one door that's locked, right in the place. You're like, ooh, I have to know what's in that door. Right. But no, you know, it's it's just that it's always curiosity, and hacking is just figuring out ways to do things that weren't intended. My my daughter was like hey, look at this in the Netflix app. And she was, like, tapping in some spot of the Netflix app that, like, nothing was there, but it was bringing up, you know, random... I think it was random movies. And it, you know, it didn't work on the after another update, but I was like, you're hacking right now, girl. Like, that's, this is all you're really doing is poking around and figuring out how yeah. something is actually working. It's the same thing. It didn't take... take to... Go ahead, Def. I was going to say, take it to the uh, bank ATM. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. <laughs> like, it didn't take more than, I think it was like the very, it was the Thursday night of Shmoo, uh this year. It didn't take more than, I think I was on site for maybe three hours before I saw a group of people huddled around one of the touchscreens. And like, I think somebody either turned it upside down or popped calc or something. And like, because like on its face, like, so to us, right, like we know what's going on there like we know from like the os and like obviously there must be a maintenance mode somewhere here you can google these things like we already know all these workflows in our head because we've screwed around with this stuff for so long but to the average civilian who sees these things as a function of convenience like you go to big uh big malls or really anywhere right that has a lot of space and moderately updated 
that has these touch screens that you can go and touch and say, I want to go here and go here. Well, to uh, like, so they just take that for granted and think, oh, well, this, it's just a touch screen, right? Most people will think it's just a touch screen to let me, to let me go where I need to go. We, <laughs> I see it, it's, it warms my heart uh, that people screw with these things because when they find a way to like triple tap it in a certain place or like there's different ones do different things to, to, to figure to figure that out, Dev, you've done, you've so, done like hack the box. Wait, stuff. before we go, before we continue, we should probably put a disclaimer. We're not endorsing anyone to do anything on anyone else's property. Uh, do the stuff to your own people. Said that, right? Hey, because they always they always go after the the developer for these things. That's why. That's, why did Dev do that? Just now? No, um, it's, it's, go ahead, segue yeah. me. No, I was gonna. I was. I wanted to get a show of hands of like who's done like the hack the box. I just started the try hack me this year for like the first time during Advent of Cyber, and uh, that was awesome. Oh. That's a really good way to get into it. Hack the box is actually is pretty nice. So I, I never tried try hack me before. Okay. Wait, first of all, hold on. Let me not make make sure this is not understated. Do not go do these things. <laughs> Like, don't don't go to a hotel. Allegedly, I saw some people that are messing with a, a thing. No, if you do these things, people will get angry, especially if you do things that a you don't own. Like, what's the first uh, what's the first uh, uh, rule of lock picking? Don't pick something you don't own, um, and don't don't pick something important. Right? Like, don't touch it. Don't do it. Let me just say that again. The official official thing is don't do these things so when i forget Brent, so i forget Brent. i just asked you if if you've popped one of the boxes yet oh one of the try hack me boxes yeah oh yeah yeah okay so in what the hell's going on with the thing who left you ruined me no i think dev left we, we kicked dev yeah. out um he clicked he clicked some box he wasn't supposed to click uh this is why i don't do these multi-camera angle things i'm, I'm going to no, wait till he comes back. Hey, he's back. He's coming back. Um, it is not point and click. From like the from the point of view of like you're going to this box to go figure these things out. I think part of the demystifying it is people think it is more than it is, right? Like how much of it was just sitting there and going, "What the hell am I supposed to do now?" Oh yeah, there's a lot of so. And actually, Jake told me at one point that I was not cut out to to be a pen tester because it gets so frustrating where um, you're you're banging your head against the wall so many different times, and then you like go and look up a guide for it, and you're like you're like, oh, it was so stupid. It was so much easier than that, right? So, so yeah, some of it's that way. Um, but as far as just like getting started, there's a lot of boxes that literally will like walk you through. And say, and, and actually, um, Daryl's um, uh, uh, identity village that he's got set up has the same sort of thing where it literally will step by step walk you through how to run like Crack Mac Exec or how to perform a Kerberos attack and stuff like that. So um, there's very simple ways to kind of get in and teach you along the way. Uh, and then there's some of the more difficult ones where you just kind of have to uh, follow the writing on the wall to say, I guess. What is the most something, Danny? Yeah, I was Sorry. about to go to you, so no, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, 
so I want to sort of dovetail on something Jake said a little while ago, and that's um, this idea that, you know, to learn this stuff, right, um, being immersed in this culture, I think, is really helpful. So going to conferences, right, and this is one of the questions that I, that I get asked a lot, like, because my primary day job is really in defense, but I have found that it is so helpful to understand the other side because I can't defend what I don't understand. So, you know, to demystify some of this, some of the trick is just come to conferences where we hang out. And because my experience has been in the kind of infosecy um, traditional world, people are so busy just trying to do the job. They don't have a lot of time to teach you things. And a hacker conference, everybody wants to teach you and everybody's thrilled to teach you things, right? Oh, you want to learn how to curb roast? Awesome. Sit down and, you know, you can, you can do this, you know, identity village thing. You want to learn how to pick a lock? Well, you know, we'll, we're going to teach you that with appropriate guidelines, as you mentioned. Um, and so I think it's important to understand that, like, you to get into this doesn't require that you magically think this way it requires that you show up and spend enough time with people you will start thinking this way it's just by i think just by being around it it's not something you can go to school for or learn in a, in a traditional sense but um kind of like what brandon was saying like before i was doing this there were things i observed that i probably wouldn't have otherwise because i'm a i'm a volunteer firefighter but um, so I tend to look for exits and I tend to look for fire alarms and, and that kind of stuff. But I observe different things now. And that's because I've been around enough people who look for things. Like you go to a restaurant and somebody leaves a key card laying around. You notice that. You wouldn't have noticed that maybe before. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just, I think it's important to to, especially trying to go from the what is this hacking thing to kind of the the high level technical stuff that we can do, there is this like middle ground where you just, you, you get surrounded by hackers who wanna teach you all the things. And that in and of itself, I think is exciting and really spurs on that curiosity, which is, I you know, at the heart of what Jake was saying. I mean, that's actually great advice. Um, the other thing I would recommend is finding a hacking group that has a Slack channel, Discord, something like that and join them. Obviously, you know, a legit, good, reputable hacking group um you know and joining and look at youtube there is tons of videos with walkthroughs like when my cousin was trying to learn how to do some stuff um first thing i did is put on youtube and got him one of the vulnerable boxes that was out there and told him install it and walk through the walkthroughs go through each one of them learn the patterns and i mean there's so much resources i wish i wish i was a kid again because there's so much stuff available Versus back then, you had to go and meet people in clubs or someplace and talk about <laughs> things, and you know, like you had to do it the hard way. Where Neo meets Trinity, you're Trinity. Yeah, what do you crack the IRS base? Yeah, you have to go to like these these grungy different places, and this it was just so hard, and no one trusted anyone. Everyone thought everyone was an FBI agent or undercover <laughs> or something of that nature. I'm still not and sure you you're not. Roller, you had to rollerblade to those, right, Dev? <laughs> Well, the braid roller skate, you know, whichever one works. Uh, when I went to my first 2600 meeting, I had a friend that I work with who was like, you'll have to tell me about what those people are like. And I really enjoyed coming back and sending him email and saying, 
they were amazing. I learned all these cool things. Wait, um, After you hack the person's box, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in, and I'll, I'll throw this up for, for, for anybody, because now let's transition from, so this is the beginning, right? And Dev, you just made a really good point. And that I think I was very like reticent because I came from an IT background when I, before I ever got. So there's, there's hacking and then there is taking those skill sets and making a living off of it, right? Which is now called InfoSec. And make no mistake, there are, ver there are two different, there are, I have some of the greatest hackers I know do not work in InfoSec, right? And some of the most famous InfoSec people couldn't pop a box to save their life, right? So there's, it's not always one or the other. It can be a very gray thing. Um, so let's go from now that we've started, and again, Dev, we have a great point of like, you could start whenever, and there's this, this width and breadth of stuff that you can find, right? There's all of these things. You don't have to go into the back alleys of some 1998 rave and, and meet somebody named the cyber doctor or whatever, uh, to do these things. You can just Google and be like, how do I do this thing? Um, I'll, I'll toss this question up because now we have very, very smart people here. People and know people who have done these things. How, how much people just think that hacking is like this magic, like, and I'm in thing. How much of it is, a thing was broken versus somebody was just stupid, right? Like bad configuration versus a thing is broken. What do you imagine the ratio of stuff getting popped being one of those two things? It's got to be like a uh, hundred to one with thing is person is stupid. Yep. <laughs> Too broken. Or, you know, stupid yeah. or just unaware, right? Like unaware, I mean, that's, not that's stupid, I, yeah. you know, well, they, they could be stupid, right? They could know. Like, we know there are entities that we say, you know, patch your shit, and they either cannot for legitimate business reasons, because I, I take that into account. Um, but then if, okay, so you can't because of legitimate business reasons, but you also don't put anything in place to kind of mitigate the fact that you can't patch the thing, right? So eh, in that case, well, you're stupid because you know it's coming. You, you can't not know it coming in this day and age um so i think it's this interesting combo of and by the of, way i am a very i take a very hard line i in any of my talks or whatever i do not call your basic user stupid it is not their job i don't call them nope. unless you've really established to me that you're a moron i don't just say oh stupid users blah 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 but if you're building bad code and if you're building bad products and doing dumb things, I have no problem calling an engineer a moron. Because, like, yep. if this was glaring, that is your job. You are supposed to know that. You are getting yep. paid for that. Sally in accounting is not. I'm not going to call her dumb because she clicked on a phishing link. I'm going to call you stupid because where was your mitigation for that? So I make that distinction. Thing, I don't call users stupid. The, yep. The other thing you have to take into consideration is that when a developer writes programs, they have to compile it. And sometimes the compiling of the program introduces issues in there. Um, and that's how a lot of programs become vulnerable after they patched it and they did all this other stuff is because the compiler interpreted it as doing a certain functionality or set of instructions that was not really intended. So that's the other thing you have to look at. Um, there's so many times like even with Microsoft, they, they love they love to coach them this stuff because they can't actually expand the, 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 let me take it back. 
they like to inject code um, in a way that's indirectly changing the code, right? And they do it in a really crazy manner. And they do that because they're limited on size of different files or they're limited on how they can sign the file or whatever the case is. So there's a lot of things that people like um, investigators check said, like they're limited on what they can do, so they have to do these things. And those are things that introduces all these crazy bugs. Um, because I mean, what, ha like fuzzing that application has been around for at least 15 years. So everyone should know about fuzzing, testing for fuzzing. Um, most of the people who are doing these security, I mean, making these enterprise products should have a testing team that is at least aware of it, but it still occurs because there's certain things you just can't fix or there's certain things outside your caveat. So, so in, in but then you also got the, no, no, you also got the what? You also got the people who do next, next, done kind of thing, right? They just keep hitting My next people. until they stalls. Next, next, done. And <laughs> did I click enough things to illuminate the next button? Hell yes. That's accept terms. Scroll, 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 scroll. Accept terms. Uh, Steve Reagan is in yep. chat. Hey, Steve, he said the, the more stuff a thing does, the harder it is to config for a scaled environment, which is the exact reason, to put it in layman's terms, I don't use all-in-one soaps. Right, I don't use a soap that is body wash, conditioner, shampoo because of my scaled environment. It is going to miss something, and I am very large scale. Right, I need something that commits to the body. I need something that commits to conditioning, and something that's going to actually wash my hair. So to put it in Discord again, what's that? Hold on. <laughs> How do I disconnect myself again? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Dev. I put I put the visual in your head. And guess what? I took that shower right before we got on here. But I'm saying, oh. those, uh, uh, Pyro Joe says the most annoying bug I had at Microsoft was app verifies, app verifier fuzzing masking the issue. Um, but yes, I don't want, I, I, it's hard for that thing. We look at all the things this thing does and now we're going to, spread it as thin as we possibly can that and some there's tons of application that has like here's a million one different configurations for this thing and by the way very limited no documentation no understanding that how one thing turning on if you turn on this set a combination of, of configs is going to cause this application just to blow up just you use know, confluence and, everybody should just use confluence everything's fine you forgot that were you just describing active directory is that what you're directory exchange <laughs> um any apple products out there uh android like there's so many applications out there where a combination of things turning it on inadvertently lead to really dangerous configurations um and it's not documented. best practices right like um, so I yeah. it, I just submitted uh, a talk to cyphercon that was accepted in which I part of what I talk about is assumptions, right? And we make assumptions, especially as defenders. Um, we're told, you know, do this thing, it's a best practice. And so you do the thing, but you don't do the thing in exactly the right way because maybe nobody told you or maybe you didn't read carefully. And now you've actually introduced a really bad vulnerability. Um, you know, so it, it, it's it's possible even when you're trying to do the right thing, to have some missing pieces and then do the wrong thing. Speaking of doing the wrong thing, I, I jumped the gun. I saw and, that. <laughs> I just jumped the gun and hit the, I put the ending scene up. And I'm like, no, we're not, not done yet. 
Now it's not a surprise. Uh, yeah. Next week's done. See? Next week's done right there. And we're done. <laughs> no, I haven't even scrolled all the ads I have to scroll yet. By the way, visit TrimarkSecurity.com for all of your uh, Microsoft uh, Active Directory, Azure AD, uh, uh, what else we do? Visa and uh, Purple Team uh, assessments, TrimarkSecurity.com. So let's check. You make a good point because there's not many times I'm, we're testing the environment and they turn on every bell and whistle in there for a sec. Oh. And it's like, great, great. I'm just going to go ahead and trigger every one of your alarms to the point where I shut down your whole system. And guess what? You're DDoSing yourself now at that point. I had the stupid... And now you have to go and just, just start turning things off so that way you can actually get service working again. Meanwhile, you just open Pandora's box of all kinds of things. Real, real that, quick story. That, we got like five fun. minutes. I'm going to get final thoughts from, from each of you. Real quick story in that, Dev. Now that I am I have a platform to say it, I was once one of my very first jobs as like a security analyst for a fi- big financial services firm that shall remain nameless. <coughs> NASDAQ. <coughs> I, got, uh, I got put oh, in charge of, uh, of uh, uh, configuring... The SIM solution, which I hated, I thought it was a piece of garbage, but it will remain nameless. <coughs> Algorithm. Um, and it said, okay, we are just standing this up, and we need to enable these things. I said, okay. Now, I'm still new, but I, to this day, almost a decade later, I still say I was in the right. I said, okay, I'm going to pick a team that knows all the different parts that I need them to, like, test for me. We're going to turn on batches of rules. Right, we're gonna turn on things a little bit at a time. This is gonna take a little bit, but like we don't process PCI, so why would you turn all that shit on, right? And I did this, and uh, that was one of the things that they used to like get me fired because my project was taking too long. I was like, oh, just turn all of it on. You want all six thousand rules on? Okay, you got it, chief. Uh, but. Like, yeah, that's, so when you said that, that really brought up, as you can tell, a very sore subject uh, for me. Uh, we're going to go with closing thoughts now, now that Danny's had his therapy session. Uh, Brandon, anything you want? To, by the way, this whole hacking demystified thing, that, which was Dev's idea, um, I have all of our notes in front of me. This is going to be a multi-part series. Like, we haven't even really gotten into, like, uh, exploit dev. Uh, we haven't even gotten to the hacking group types, uh, like target types, wide versus targeted. Those are all things that are going to build on top of these things to like help demystify this. So we're going to do multiple episodes of this. Uh, so I'm going to go for final thoughts from Brandon. Yeah, I think so for me, demystified is also simplified. So I think in the future episodes and stuff, one of the things that we're, we're not going to really, I don't know that we're going to, you know, shed a, just brand new light on all of these things as much as maybe make things make more sense and and feel like oh it's you know it's not that hard to exploit like i don't have to exploit a zero day like in talking about misconfigs right um you don't have to write a zero day piece of code you might just find something that's misconfigured and then you find a metasploit module that that does it for you right so some of it is you know sure maybe you want to understand exactly what that module does and why it's vulnerable or how to attack it. Because like you said, we are hackers, right? That's the way our brains work. But uh, some of it can be really, really easy. Yeah. Poke, poke, poke. Ooh, that's soft. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jake, final thoughts. I I can't say anything better than poke, poke, poke that soft. I mean, really. <laughs> poke the soft spot. That's kind of how... Doesn't work yeah. for babies. Works for security. 
<laughs> I mean, it does work for babies, but it's ill-advised. Yes, yes, definitely not something we want to do. Um, but yeah, like being curious, I like I just keep going back to that, man. Like, you know, curiosity will kill the cat and also get you a job. So, yeah, that's my thought. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Pyro, Pyro Joe in the, in the chat just had a great idea. Um, MSO 8067 and, and uh, Conficker could be an episode each of its own. I would love to do singular episodes just talking about history, right? Like, because it's there. I think that stuff's interesting as shit. Um, uh, I love Danny's out of context. You're right. You're welcome. Uh, Dev, final thoughts? Since this was your idea I, for the I episode. Yeah, like when um, Brian was talking about zero days, I hate when people talk about zero days and it being complex. Zero days is whatever you make it. It's about this, you know, bringing to like a bug or an issue that no one else knows about, right? It's like literally zero days of it being known. Um, and people go, oh my God, zero days? That's scary. That's no, this, like, it's not that complex. It's not that hard. Actually, most of the stuff that we do in security is not really that hard. What it is, is just taking the time and patience to really just understand it and go and just, you know, just dive a little bit deeper than the average person would do. Um, like, I try to, I, I don't even know how much more to say about it. It is not complex at all. So. Investigator Chick, final thoughts, please. Oh, I would, I would agree uh, with Dev totally about. Um, it's not that complicated. I mean, yes, there are some technical things that are somewhat compli complicated in nature, but hacking in general is not particularly complicated. The bulk of what at least I understand in terms of systems getting compromised and um, attackers getting in, I mean, it, like your uh, dislike of zero day, and people making a big deal out of that. Every time I hear something about, it was an APT, I'm like, it wasn't an APT. Somebody did something that they shouldn't have done or left something misconfigured. I mean, you know, the, the hype that comes with attacking stuff, whether it's, you know, hackers that are doing it for a living, um, you know, to try to shed light on things, or whether it's straight up a, a, a bad actor, right? It doesn't matter most of the time because I'd have to say, at the end of the day, why should we work any harder than we have to? And if somebody's left the door open, we're just gonna run into the squishy door. We're not gonna try that hard. There's no point. So that's my thought. Like that Tim Medine quote, uh, you know, if it's dumb, but it works, it's not dumb. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Uh, yep. that's, that's what happens when I ask my wife to marry me. It was dumb, but it worked. Sucker, on that note, uh, my name is Danny Akoski. I have been the customer success manager for Tramark for at least the rest of today. Uh, my colleagues, Dev, Jake, and Brandon, and of course, one of the shining examples of hackers that have ever hacked, Miss Investigator Chick herself. Uh, you are on staff at B-Sides Rochester? B-Sides Rochester, and I'm on staff with Circle City Con. Um, and I volunteer with a bunch of other conferences as well. Follow her on Twitter at... Oh. Well, what? I was going to say, I'm going to actually be at B-Sides Rochester. Uh, I'm going to be there too, Dev. We can I hang did. out. Yeah. Outstanding. Dev's like, you know what? I'm not, I got something else. <laughs> I got something else to do now. Well, I was excited when I heard she was going, then I heard Danny go. So oh, like, I'm oh, going. It's yeah. only a four-hour drive, Dev. DC was three and a half, and it didn't do any damage. All right, visit us on TrimarkSecurity.com. As always, follow us at 
Uh, Tremor Security on Twitter. Thank you, everybody.